Welcome to the Global Business Insights Podcast, brought to you by PSL. I'm your host, Max Kent, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Charlotte de Brabant. In Series 2, Beyond Business, we delve into the captivating journeys of the world's most exceptional business leaders, entrepreneurs and professionals. Our mission is not only to ignite inspiration and knowledge for the next generation, but also to illuminate the path for those currently navigating challenges. Join us as we uncover the remarkable stories that transcend traditional business narratives and offer a beacon of hope and guidance. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast. So today Charlotte and I are delighted to welcome Christian who's a serial entrepreneur with a passion for impact. So Christian has more than 20 years of experience in sustainability. He's also a philosopher and a business graduate. He's the CEO of sustainability focused company Goodwings and he's also an ex-army officer and a father of three which is something that I uh, resonate with so you have my uh, condolences there. (laughs) Three boys, three boys. Uh, Yeah oh I've got, oh, yeah. well, I've got two two boys and a girl here, so yeah, so, so it's never easy, is it? <laughs> so um, we'll be talking to Christian today about his journey to sustainability, um, his work as a CEO, and some of his thoughts on the future of the planet. So um, without further ado, I'd like to hand over to my partner in crime, Charlotte, to um, ask us uh, the first question and get us on the way. So over to you, Charlotte, please. Christian, your your journey as a CEO entrepreneur has been truly remarkable. Thank you so much for sharing. Can you recount a pivotal experience or moment that initially sparked your passion for software development and entrepreneurship? And maybe you could just elaborate a little more. How has that initial spark continued to influence um, all your endeavors, including your role as a business unit director in consulting? Um, I, I, I will indeed, but first of all, just allow me to thank the both of you, Charlotte and Max, for inviting me to your show. Um, really great opportunity to share a little bit about my background and, and what we do at Goodwings. Um, you, as you said in the beginning, uh, I, by coincidence, ended up studying philosophy and business 22 years ago uh, at Copenhagen Business School, which at the time still today, but at the time it was quite an unusual combination. It really got to me. The combination of, you know, reflecting on what's the role of business in society is something that I thought at the time was super important. Look where we are today, talking about stakeholder management, stakeholder capitalism, regeneration, regenerative economy, degrowth, <laughs> green growth. Um, so, I think I um, I was infused with a certain amount of um, uh, criticism about you know greed is good um, prof, you know profit for profit's sake. So what really interests me is how you can build, grow, and scale companies, and how those companies can solve what I would call real problems, not thought of problems like which pizza app delivers your pizza faster, cheaper, better, but real problems, getting, you know, lifting people out of poverty, creating companies that can have a significant, substantial impact on limiting climate change. Um, 
I think those years, uh, my, my dad passed away just a month before I started. So I think, you know, if I reflect on those years, I was going through a lot and um, wanted to do a business degree, but wanted to also develop myself um, on a personal level. And it, I re, I, when I graduated, I initially started my first, my, my first company, which was a consulting company, uh, which we ended up um, selling to a, a big Danish engineering company. I worked for them for a couple of years before um, co-founding Goodwings. But this like inner desire to do good through business has been with me for some 25 years. Um, yeah, I hope that to some extent answered your question. Absolutely does. And there's quite a few things there that really resonate with, with my own journey, um, setting up businesses, that serial entrepreneurial spark of having to start something new and wanting to see the good in how that can solve problems is yeah certainly the, something that really resonates with me um i guess like myself in a way you aren't what we'd class as a usual business leader um if that's fair to say you've worked mm -hmm. in human rights csr um those kind of areas why did you decide to focus on changing the impact of travel um as, as an area well, I, I I disagree. I think a future business leader needs to know a, a fair share of human rights, CSR, environmental affairs. Um, Very true. To to navigate to navigate in today's business environment and the future business environments, you need to um, to navigate um, companies of all sizes um, among these new demands and requirements or expectations. Um, my, as I, as I briefly mentioned earlier, my first company was a consulting company. So scaling the impact was relatively difficult or capital intensive. Um, when we started to look into travel, we saw an industry that was at least on paper, <laughs> um, you know, very scalable. We also realized that the industry had a lot of revenue in this, in the value chain. And despite all that revenue, all the executives of the industry were not showing any climate leadership. Um, rather, they were, you know, just diverting the questions, you know. So when we started to really double click on it, it was, we realized that this was due to the way that they use their money. So it's a transactional industry, it's low margin. Most of the revenue is spent on acquiring or reacquiring clients. So Google ads spend, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. And obviously, if you spend 80% of your revenues on online, offline marketing, which the online platforms do, 80% max, it's it's a we're talking $50 billion out of maybe 65 or $70 billion revenue. 50 is spent on reacquiring the same clients over and over again. So the whole idea that we came up with was, what if we could introduce a completely new business model where we don't make money from travel because we basically fundamentally don't want to misalign our financial interest with the interest of the planet. We don't want to put ourselves in a position where we actually encourage companies to travel more because then we make more money. 
No, we want to separate that. We want to decouple our growth from um, emissions. And that's where we came up with the idea of introducing a completely new revenue model, making money from subscriptions and thereby unlocking all the booking commission that we, of course, like any other um, travel company generate when we sell flight tickets or hotels or rental cars, trains. And then we give that money back, not as a here, put this money in your pocket because that could potentially fuel more consumption or more travel, but we give it back in the form and shape of climate solutions. So a company might be paying us only 10,000 a year for their corporate subscription, but they might get a hundred or two or $300,000 back in the form of biofuel or reforestation credits or other CO2 mitigating, CO2 reducing solutions. The money is there. It's just not being spent on what matters most. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, maybe just to just just to continue your experiences in a, a in a vari variety of, of senior roles across your career must have really given you some really great insight and understanding of the complex challenges business face in a in a turn how to solve them. Maybe you could share a particular demanding project from that period. How did this experience shape? all of your uh, perspective on, on customer satisfaction and service and how do you carry those insights into your entrepreneurial ventures? Um, I think what I've come to realize throughout the years working with um, my, my health tech company or health consulting company um, which focused on prevention so um, workplace preventive projects to keep people mentally and physically healthy. Um, and now with good wings tackling climate change. Um, I think there is a huge opportunity if you can reduce two things, the complexity and the cost. If you can demonstrate that it does not have to be difficult or complex or super uh, expensive to do the right thing then you can actually get people along. Uh, and then you can start building the bridge between the procurement department, the CFO, the, the sustainability department, and leadership teams. Because most people are good people. But if, if, you, if you don't work within our bubble, <laughs> you know, with sustainability issues on a daily basis, just understanding the climate market and climate solutions market is completely impossible. I mean, even for the smartest people I know who work in this, it's still difficult because there's new science coming up, new studies, uh, fluctuating prices. And then the Guardian comes up with an article that all the tree projects in the world are shitty, don't do it. And the companies are left with then what to do. So if you can help companies navigate in these difficult times and reduce the complexity. And at the same time, as we do in Goodwings, reduce the cost, then it becomes a no brainer to do the right thing. Whether that is treating your employees in a good way, so they wanna stay healthy and stay with you, or reducing the climate impact of running your business. 
thanks for the um the honesty and the the answers there i think it's really good to hear how your take on not just this business but the business before has uh quite a a recurring theme through it of people and your need to help people want to help people out which is great to hear um through that you're gonna obviously be learning from from people and and that's that kind of commitment to lifestyle lifelong learning which looks like it's been a cornerstone of your career right the way throughout um so within that have you got any highlights or any valuable lessons or skills you've learned along the way of that journey that you've you've got from maybe some of the people you've worked with um i when when i look back um i think i've been fortunate to work with some quite amazing people uh, and also have had some quite amazing and and also some quite not amazing uh people as 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 leaders um or stakeholders in any way. I think what what I've kept with me is you can get very far if you are transparent and honest in what you do. Um, and I think if you asked anyone here at Goodwings today, I think you, what I hope they would tell you is that even though even if it you know was going up, which is a which it is at the moment, where it's a great time at Goodwings, where really um, scaling the company and, and our impact. But we've also had some very difficult years through, through COVID. Enormously, we, we were out of business for two and a half years, just raising money to keep us going, building more, you know, building out the software, pivoting from all kinds of impact to focusing 100% on climate and helping businesses become climate leaders. Um, throughout this period, raising money, keeping your team intact. You can only do that if you are, if you are transparent in your, um, in, in, in your decision-making. Why are we doing this? And if you can translate your decisions into something that they understand. We are doing this, it might seem, uh, it might be a difficult, it is a difficult decision, you might not uh, agree, but we're doing this because of that goes for investors as well. Raising money, especially having several, having investors contri um, contribute in several consecutive rounds, it's impossible if they don't have this, the, the trust um, to you as a founder. And I think it's a, I mean, it's not rocket science, but I think it could not be uh, stressed enough. Treat people well and be you know work your ass off and be honest then you can you can get far and results will emerge wow thank you i love it and i truly i truly resonate with that i always tell myself while others are out there partying i'm just gonna continue working and be as the most successful person in my field that i desire to be so yeah work mm. your ass off i agree Christian, um, maybe just to take it from there, Goodwings became a B Corp in, in 2019. Can you also elaborate shortly on your journey so far as the CEO of a benefit corporation? Yes, I can. Um, I think we were the fourth B Corp in, in Denmark and maybe the 10th in, in Scandinavia. Now we're part of a network of 200 plus Scandinavian B Corps. Um, so kudos to to Nille, who is leading the B Corp movement up here. Um, it uh, I 
I mean, the, the values within the B assessment and the B Corp philosophy is something that I started working with, you know, um, as an activist, a student activist 20 years ago. And suddenly I met a community of business leaders, entrepreneurs, investors, uh, academics that shared this idea that we could, we should expect more from, uh, from businesses. So it was like coming home, really. It was like coming uh, back to your roots. Business does not have to be greedy, dirty, noisy. It can, it can be all the good stuff. Um, we were recertified then last year and we actually increased our score from 86 to 95 points. Um, you can get up to 200, so it doesn't sound like a much, but it actually was a quite, quite big achievement because we work as an intermediary. Obviously, we don't own the airlines. We don't own all the hotels that we, that you book through us. So as an intermediary, there is, you're relatively limited in how many points you can get, as opposed to if you're, let's say, Nespresso, who owns the entire value chain of producing coffee. Um, so 95 points as an intermediary is a testament to Goodwings taking some quite radical decisions, you know, saying goodbye to our revenues or introducing a new revenue model, at least. Um, I think for me, being part of the community was not driven by, uh, you know, making it easier to attract, to get businesses, because to be honest, many of the businesses that come to Goodwings don't still to this day, don't really know the B, what it stands for. Um, but it gave me the opportunity to be part of a, um, a community of like-minded people. I think I would not have been able to continue in those tough COVID years if it was not from the support from, from these amazing people in that space. Um, so it has had a huge impact on me as a founder and CEO of, of a B Corp to be part of this community, both the European, North American B Corp, but even more so the Sistema B, which is the Latin American um, sister organization to B Lab or B Corp. Sistema Bay has a very beautiful holistic approach to impact, um, not focusing so much on the B Corp assessment of companies, but thinking also about community building, um, capacity building, um, working with institutions, educational institutions, um, the acad academia and so on. So they have a very holistic approach to um, nourishing impact in many ways. It really sounds like a fantastic journey that it takes you on actually making that decision to choose to be that company and and, and act in that way along those criteria. It's a, a fantastic um, way to go, I think. And again, really resonates with, with me, I'm sure many of the listeners. Um, Along the way, though, I'm sure you'll encounter some setbacks. Um, I guess they're an inevitable part of the entrepreneurship journey. Um, could you describe a challenging moment, perhaps, where you encountered some of these challenges along the way? Um, how did that maintain your determination and, and help navigate you through some of those obstacles to get to where you are now and achieve that vision? Yeah, um, we have definitely had our fair share of, <laughs> of challenges and uh, 
I think, I mean, COVID is the overarching challenge, obviously. Yeah. Um, we, we, had, uh, we had some difficult years in the beginning. Then we actually started to have something that started to prove to scale. We had six, eight months of uh, decent growth. And then after, after those six, eight months in February 20, it collapsed with when COVID locked the entire world down. And then in those two and a half years, it was like lock up, lock down, lock up, lock down. It was like, okay, I don't know. Can people travel in the UK? Let's <laughs> let's call them. No, they're they're in lockdown. Okay, let's call Sweden. So it was enormously stressful. Um, I think the duty, the the sense of duty from my from my background as a as an officer in the Danish army, I think. Uh, and uh, and also my commitment to contributing to 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 the climate agenda is what kept me going. Um, but uh, also, I think the the sense of duty to the investors. Um, we recently closed a round where we had a, a venture fund uh, joining Goodwings and a, and a Japanese US. Uh, travel conglomerate called JTB Corp. Um, but in the first many rounds of capital raises, it was people's money. Like um, some of them more wealthy than others, but people who were giving, trusting me with some of their money. And I don't think you should take that very light. I think you should work your ass off, as Charlotte put it <laughs> earlier, because it's, it's what needs to be done. And it is never easy. If it was easy, someone else would have done it. And I can tell you one thing, turning travel green is definitely not an easy thing. It requires endless of trial and error, testing, experimentation, but you can never give up. You have to stay optimistic. You have to believe that just in the next quarter, we're gonna make it, you know, it's just around the corner. If you can keep that optimism, um, and you do that by surrounding yourself with good people. And if you treat them well, they'll, they'll stay with you. Um, so it's very much up to you to foster an environment around yourself. I also um, owe a lot to, uh, to my wife for sticking and you know, with me and, and, and supporting me throughout these years because I have most likely not been the easiest person to live with. Uh, but um, but I don't know, this determination comes from a profound sense of duty. And I, I couldn't agree more with you, especially surrounding yourself with the right people. As the saying goes, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with, right? Mm -hmm. So you were just uh, talking um, ex exactly about the challenges and 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 definitely going green is, um, is, is, is a big challenge and your current uh, Venture Goodwings aims to make a positive impact. Maybe you can elaborate on on how you envision Goodwings contributing to a more sustainable and impactful future, both within the software industry and on a broader societal scale as well. Yes, so I think scale here is the key um, because every time we partner with a business and they start to book their business travel through Goodwings, we allocate the booking commission, which is around 5% of, of, of the company's total travel spend. We allocate that money fully into their, into their climate account. 
And that money is then being used to swap out fossil jet fuel, oil-based jet fuel with biofuel, sustainable aviation fuel for plants or e-fuel or but alternative fuel types that reduce less CO2. Um, the impact is very measurable, enormously scalable. Um, and I'm also very happy and thankful to be invited to be part of your show because our, you know, I think our biggest challenge is to spread the word, to let people know that we have to cut down on unnecessary travel. That's key. And unnecessary travel is not only the amount of travel, but also the, the level of, lux, of how luxurious it has to be. Business trips between Madrid and Copenhagen, it's not needed, right? And it takes up three times as much as an economy seat. So it, it emits more CO2. So travel less, travel less luxurious, and, and find alternatives to flights, trains, for instance, but, or bus. Um, but the travel that you need to do, which, and we're pragmatic, we know that companies cannot cut all the business travel away. You have to do business travel from time to time and getting people together, connecting the world is also has its advantages. So we need, we want to do our part to make that unavoidable travel as responsible as humanly possible. And we do it by paying for biofuel. So we what we do is we basically pay the difference between oil, jet fuel, and biofuel. We pay the difference, the premium. And then our partner fuels, let's say a Lufthansa jet with the biofuel. So we are facilitating the shift from fossil jet fuel to biofuel. That is very concrete impact. And the more companies that get their, you know, open their eyes to such a solution, and the fact that we can actually save them money and time, the, the, the bigger the impact. So I think right now we're, we, we just got our August numbers today and we have 5X the um, number of companies reaching out to us every month as opposed to June. July was vacation, but if you look at June versus August, we're 5X in, in, in um, incoming inquiries or RFPs from companies. So I think the future for travel is green. Fantastic to hear. Um, coming from a sales director background, nice to hear the numbers coming in as well. So yeah. good, good. And also having worked with investors as well, I know that that's uh, obviously uh, a challenge and a, and a wonderful journey. And you know, it's, it's, it brings everything with it that um, that you're already you're already experiencing. And um, you know, just to hear how that's how that's moving on for you is just so exciting. It's it's a great. Uh, buzz to have isn't it and especially in the area you're in to actually you know that with every sale you make every business you speak to it's just another positive impact that you're going to have and it then it grows exponentially it's just amazing so um, I'm excited hearing it and I hope everyone else is um, just um, coming back to one of the things you mentioned before you've had quite a lot of press and congratulations again on the recent funding and strategic partnership with JTB. I know you mentioned it earlier. Is there anything more you can elaborate on that, just about how that might help yeah. you uh, grow and, and scale? Yes, so um, 
We we closed around uh, recently with uh, a Dutch uh, clean tech venture fund called Global Clean Tech Capital. I met Paul Kloppenborg, who is the CEO and founder of the fund uh, at a B Corp event, by the way. So the B Corp space is also bringing together responsible capital with impact entrepreneurs. Um, and we're very thrilled to have a GCC uh, in our cap table. Um, they provide um, so much uh, industry knowledge and network that we can leverage from. Another investor was JTB USA, which is part of JTB Corp, one of the world's largest travel conglomerates. Uh, JTB has 112 years of travel experience. <laughs> so we have identified two growth drivers in business travel, service and sustainability. It's not price. I think most of our competitors will say price, but it's not. Everyone sources from the same databases. Everyone has more or less the same competitive rates. What you win or lose on customer care and sustainability. With the partnership with JTB, they have a global coverage of experienced travel agents. We can deliver first-class offline support on phone email. And with our business model, our sustainability um, solution, we have everything working for us in, in terms of really scaling the company in the years to come. So yeah, we are very, very happy about this recent round. And we are uh, starting to see the results coming in, hiring people and, and basically putting everything together for rapid, but still at the same time, sound growth, if you know what I mean, Max, not to just, you know, um, grow too fast. So you lose the culture or you lose, um, you know, you risk losing the clients that, that you just brought in. So we're, we're trying to do everything in a well thought way. Very exciting once again to hear and wish you all the best with, with the success of your company and the growth of Goodwings. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing it succeed. And um, certainly in the UK, we'd love to speak. Um, I've worked with a lot of companies I know that could could uh, benefit from this technology. So um, I'm sure a pass will cross in the future. Uh, love to speak further about that. But um, Charlotte, just, just before we um, let Christian go, is there any other um, final thoughts you've got or any other questions you'd like to ask? Hey, Chris, Christian, your, your story was so inspiring and and your journey especially. And I have to say, I resonate very much with, with your answers. So I think our... Our mindset, our spirit is is definitely very similar. So, thank you so, so much for sharing your inspirational story. And and that being thank said, you, thank, thank you, you for, for our me. no, thank you, and and also especially for our listeners once again for joining in, for tuning in. It's uh, we we hope you you enjoyed this episode with us today, and we look forward to hearing more inspirational stories in the future. Christian, thank you for your time today. Thank you, thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Max. Thank you very much. See you all next time. Thank you for joining us for this enlightening episode of the Global Business Insights Podcast. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories and valuable insights that will continue to guide and uplift you on your journey.